Welcome to Saints Alive, where we take you with us as we meet God's most heroic followers. The saints were just ordinary boys and girls who allowed God's love to transform them into real-life superheroes. Their love for God changed our world. Did you know that God has sent you here to become a saint? It's up to you to choose love over fear, to be courageous, faithful, and kind. The choice to become a saint won't be easy, but it will be worth it. So listen closely and open your hearts. These real-life tales of the saints from the past may just inspire you how to live your story. Let's go on this adventure together. Welcome back. In our last episode, we learned about young Saint Nicholas, who lived long ago in what is now ancient Greece. If you remember, we heard how he rescued fishermen in a dangerous storm, and then became Bishop of Myra. Today, we'll hear how he continued to be a generous and sneaky bishop, always giving to those in need. Because Saint Nicholas lived so long ago, we don't know much about his life for certain. The story you'll hear today was inspired by tales and legends passed down for hundreds of years. What we do know is that Saint Nicholas was always ready to serve the Lord. Let's begin our story. One fateful night, just before Christmas, Bishop Nicholas was tired and hungry after a long day. The church bells rang out on the quiet city, covered in a thick blanket of white snow. He walked through the center of town, lined with vendors selling warm and delicious food, and took a deep breath of the cold, fresh night air. The crisp air was filled with the smell of food from the various vendors, and it made Bishop Nicholas's stomach grumble. So, he decided to stop for dinner before going home. Let's hear what happened next. Wow, that bread smells amazing. How are you doing, Gregory? How's the bakery? Bishop Nicholas, so nice to see you in town. Business has been a little better lately with Christmas coming up, which I'm so grateful for. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, God bless you, and I'll see you at Mass. Wait, Bishop, let me give you something to eat. You always provide for us. Can I get you some fresh cookies? Oh, goodness, I couldn't. Bishop Nicholas, I insist. It would make my night. Plus, I'm closing up and I have four left. You're too kind. Thank you so much. Mmm, wow. These taste even better than they smell. St. Nicholas could never say no to cookies and milk. They were his favorite. But not everyone in the city of Myra was this fortunate. There was a great famine, and many were hungry. While St. Nicholas was enjoying his meal, just a few miles away, a father and his three daughters were struggling to find something to eat. They didn't have a scrap of food, not even a loaf of bread. Dad, we're hungry. I know, girls, I know. I miss Mom so much. Me too. What are we going to eat tonight, Dad? Tonight, we're going to pray. We have nothing to eat. So this is all we can do. But we prayed last night, too. And the night before that. I've tried to find food every way I can. I, but nowhere will let me work. I've tried everything. I've even offered to work for less than a day's rate. I beg for work. I, I, I'm so sorry. It's not your fault, Dad. We love you. Remember what Mom always said. God will provide. I promise. I will fix this. 
I'll figure out something one way or another. Where are you going? Stay warm and take care of each other. I'll be back with some food. As fate would have it, Bishop Nicholas was just leaving the center of town when he ran right into the father in search of food and work. Thank you again. God bless you. Oh, excuse me. I didn't see you there. Bishop Nicholas! What are you doing out here in the cold? I'm trying to find work. My daughters are hungry. Oh, goodness. Can I give you something to eat? Oh, Bishop. Would that be okay with you? They're starving and I'm so worried about them. What are their names? Kirsten, Ali, and Annika. Beautiful. Thank you. Their mother named them. Is she without food as well? She's... no longer with us. I'm so sorry. How old are your daughters? 21, 23, and 25. Three daughters, three dowries. You have your hands full. My hands are full, but my pockets are empty. Back in those days, women had to have something called a dowry, which was money to get married. The bigger the dowry, the more money they had, and that meant the more options of men they had to marry. Because they didn't have anything, Kirsten, Allie, and Annika weren't allowed to get married. What's worse, if you didn't have a dowry, you were often forced into slavery. Thank goodness we don't have dowries anymore. Now, where were we? Well, wouldn't you know, I have three fresh cookies. One for Kirsten, Allie, and... Uh... What was the name of your third daughter? Annika. Annika, right. I only wish I had more. Oh, thank you, Bishop. This is an answered prayer. My pleasure. God bless you. I'll be praying for you and your family. Be safe out there. God bless you, Bishop. Bishop Nicholas stared at the father as he walked away. His heart felt heavy. Do you know where that man lives? The place next to the horse barn. On the other side of town? Yep. That small little shack? Yep. People live in that? Apparently four people, Bishop. That night, Bishop Nicholas stayed up pacing near his fireplace, thinking about the poor man and his daughters. He got up and walked to the closet where he had three suede bags filled with gold, the last of his parents' inheritance. He had given away everything else they had left him, but he always knew he needed to keep these bags of gold for a special purpose. A smile crept across his face as he looked at them. He had an idea. He picked up one of the heavy bags, threw on his big red coat, and headed out into the snow, the moonlight guiding his way. Allie, you awake? Dad, is that you? I have a little something for you. A cookie? Shh. You'll wake up your other- Cookies? Sisters. You have cookies? I only have one for each of you. But what about for you? I already had mine. Come on, enjoy them. Mm, that was so good. Thanks, Dad. See, God provided for us tonight. The three daughters sat together, snuggled underneath a warm wool blanket. No matter how difficult things were, they trusted that God would provide. And for now, the cookies had filled them up just enough to carry on through another day. Just outside their house, Bishop Nicholas carefully walked through the thick snow, doing his best not to let it crunch underfoot. Lord, let this money bless Kirsten. 
He opened a window as gently as he could and dropped the bag of gold down into Kirshen's shoes, which were right below. But he accidentally let go of the bag too soon and it fell open, scattering the gold coins across the room. St. Nicholas didn't want the family to know it was him and ran away as fast as he could with a smile on his face. He never forgot what his dad had taught him, that nothing surpasses the joy of giving, especially in secret. As Nicholas ran back home, the father and his daughters didn't find the commotion funny. They were scared. Wouldn't you be if you heard something crash in your house? Ah! Who was that? Was it a burglar? If it was, they chose the wrong house to rob. We don't have anything. Shh! Girls, stay here and don't move. I'll go see what it was. Wait, I want to go. No! You three are all I have. Stay right here. The father's hands shook in fear as he took a candlestick to use for defense. He slowly crept into the other room, ready to fight, but the room was empty. The only change was a window left open, blowing in the cold night air. He looked out, but all that he could see were snow-covered trees and a reindeer bounding into the woods. Dad, what's all over the floor? What's his bag? Ali, I told you to keep with your sisters. Wait, what is that? There's a tag on it. To Kirsten, God bless. Oh! Kirsten! Kirsten! Kirsten, come here! Hurry! What? What happened? Gold! It's gold! For me? Yes, for you! An entire bag of gold! It can't be just for me, Dad! Allie, here's some for you! Annika, for you! Dad, look at us! Oh, thank you, God! Thank you! <laughs> you answered my prayers! But who is this from? Yeah, who would give us this? I don't know. But they have saved us. It's a miracle. It, it, it's a Christmas miracle. The next day was Christmas Eve. St. Nicholas picked up the second bag of gold, tied it up, and threw it over his shoulder. He put on his red furry coat and black snow boots and headed out into the cold night. As he arrived at the poor man's home, he scribbled a letter to Allie, the poor man's middle daughter. To Allie, always remember, God loves you and will never abandon you. God bless you this Christmas. Since you got us cookies yesterday, and we know you didn't have one yourself, we made you some cookies. Girls, these are so nice. You didn't have to. Don't forget, we have to keep that money safe. Dad... We wanted you to know that we love you. Thank you, girls. I know you love me. Trust me, you never need to prove it. Well, we wanted to. Take a bite. Oh my goodness. Mmm, wow! That is the best cookie I have ever had! St. Nicholas quietly opened the window once more this time made sure to slowly lower the bag. Here we go. But the bag was placed on top of a stack of books that quickly collapsed and fell. The coins scattered all over the wooden floor once again. Seriously? He closed the window and ran off as quickly as he could. What was that? Could it be more gold? Look, look, I knew it, Annika! How is this possible? Another one? It's to you, Allie. Who is leaving this for us? Hello? Is someone there? 
Look, in the snow! Wait, Allie, don't go out the window! You'll freeze! But Dad, look! A jingle bell. How did that get there? Okay, everyone, back inside. Hurry before you catch a cold. Wait, Dad, where are you taking your cookies? Whoever is doing this deserves them much more than I do. Hello? Whoever is out there, thank you. Can I know who you are? I have something for you. It's not much, but it's what I can offer. My girls made them. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I guess I'll never know who it was. The next night was Christmas, and it was the most beautiful Christmas St. Nicholas could remember. Despite the suffering everyone had endured the year before, they felt a peace and happiness as they sat around their Christmas tree, thinking of the joy of Christ's birth. St. Nicholas packed up his third and final bag of gold, the last thing he had from his parents. He put on his red coat, black snow boots, and big red hat. The snow began to come down even harder turning a quiet snowfall into a whiteout. But St. Nicholas was determined. He picked up his heavy lantern, lit the flame, and stepped out into the cold, stormy night. Merry Christmas, Bishop! Merry Christmas to you! Merry Christmas to all! And to all a good night! Amen! <sighs> it's cold. Let's see here, last on my list. Annika. Sweet Annika. May this gift bless you, and let you see how loved you are. What's this? Cookies. Wow, the Lord is never outdone in generosity. Mmm. Wow. That has got to be the best cookie I have ever had. As I mentioned, St. Nicholas could never turn down cookies and milk. After he brushed the crumbs off his beard, he opened the window, and with a heave, lowered the bag into the room. Gently. Super gently. Very gently. Uh-oh. Sir, wait! Wait! Merry Christmas! Bishop? You caught me. Has it been you the whole time? Well... How can we ever thank you? You can remember this. Our lives are meant to be gifts. It's always better to give than to receive. I promise you, I will give whatever I can. Every Christmas, I will be like you. You know what? I have your daughter's names, but I don't have yours. Forgive me. Oh. Kringle. Chris Kringle. Mr. Kringle, the Lord loves you. Thank you, Bishop. I'll never be able to thank you enough. I have one last gift this Christmas. St. Nicholas took off his big red coat and handed it to Mr. Kringle. Your coat? Please, for you. Bishop. When you wear this, it's a sign you believe deeply in God, and it will serve as a reminder to all to believe and trust. Thank you, Bishop Nicholas. Merry Christmas, Mr. Kringle. And Merry Christmas to you. St. Nicholas walked home without his coat, laughing and singing. Chris Kringle stood and watched him the whole way. He put on St. Nicholas's coat and prayed for the Lord to make him into the world's greatest gift giver. And for the first time in a long time, a smile slowly spread across his face, and from deep within, he let out a deep laugh. God provided for him, 
just as he had prayed. He knew, deep in his heart, that he would spend the rest of his life giving to those in need, and nothing could be better than that. And that is the story of the great Saint Nicholas. This Christmas, do you know anyone in need who you could give something to? Your gift can be as simple as a smile or a hug. Sometimes, those are the best gifts. Maybe there's someone in your class who no one else talks to. You could give them a friend at the playground, or you could invite them to eat next to you at lunch. Whatever it is, look for the people around you who could use some extra love this time of year. And boys and girls, Happy Advent and Merry Christmas. We hope you have a blessed holiday with your family and friends. Thank you so much for listening to Saints Alive. If you liked this podcast, check out our website for resources, discussion questions, and more. And make sure to subscribe and follow along on social media to let us know what you think and spread the word to your friends and family. We have loved creating this podcast and need your help to keep it going. A special thanks to Mrs. Bridger and her second grade classroom for helping to support today's episode. To donate to our ministry, we have set up a Patreon account that you can find through our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. And make sure to mark your calendar and tune in for our third episode streaming on January 10th.